Hi, this is Steve Rapson. I'm going to read to you a blog I wrote a while ago called A Week with the Grandchildren. As all working parents know, daycare professionals need a vacation too, a paid vacation. So every year for one week, often two, some obscure holidays as well, working parents must scuffle for alternative childcare. Lucky ones have fully functioning grandparents within a reasonable drive. That's us, Rosemary and Steve, grandparents to the rescue. We've done it all before, and we did it when we were young, poor, and mostly ignorant about how to do it. So how hard could this be? So each morning at 8 a.m., Savannah, four years old, and Jackson, 22 months old, are deposited at our doorstep. Rosemary is an early riser, and she greets them, as all loving nanas do, with smiles and cheery hellos. Steve, also known as Papa, usually is still lounging in bed, and he gets roused by happy screeches and the occasional nonspecific whine, a whine like no other. It's very like an ice pick in the ear, a most efficient alarm. Nana offers breakfast and sincere queries to the whiner as to specifics of the problem. Do you want juice, eggs, toast, milk? Each is answered with a scurrilous shrieked, no. I've since been reminded that the first two words a toddler learns are no and mine. They serve as a catch-all answer to any question. They even say no when they mean yes. The last 20 years or so, I've been sheltered from conversations that have no logic and are unfettered by even the most rudimentary social skills. Our brains are pattern recognition machines. There's no pattern to this noise. So I get up, I put on my robe, and escape to the bathroom. I muster a happy face and greet the urchins as I walk by. They're happy to see me for about five seconds, after which I become an obstacle to their free-range behavior. Every toy is out of the box and underfoot in less than a minute. Every toy's ownership is loudly renegotiated. I threaten to throw away any small plastic part that my bare feet find. I lock the bathroom door because whatever I'm doing in there is infinitely more interesting than anything going on elsewhere. Jackson is a very strong two-year-old. He could pop the hook and eye off the bifold doors easily if I didn't put a hand on them as I brush my teeth. I actually think he should join me in there now and then in the hope that the learn-by-watching thing that humans are so good at We'll get him out of diapers sooner. Dirty diapers, that's where the women are separated from the men. A grandmother will joyfully ask the little guy if he has poopies in his diaper. Whatever the situation, Jackson says, no. Whereupon Nana grabs him for closer inspection, which may involve eye and or nose verification. <laughs> really, pick up the kid, turn him around and stick one's nose in the general area. Only mothers and grandmothers are capable. In my own defense, I have to tell you that Mrs. Rapson cannot pick up vomit of any kind or animal accidents without adding to the mess herself. That's been my job, manfully accepted for the duration. But poopies in the diaper? No problem. The strategy for the next nine hours is to keep them busy. Rosemary has several techniques. Put them in the car, take them shopping, the main benefit being they're restrained in their respective seats. 
We also take them on little hikes, bike paths, woodsy trails, keep them doggies moving. They can walk for about a mile, any more than that, and Jackson sits down. Savannah is more of a trooper. She'll wear the grandparents out if we let her. If a playground is nearby, half hour there is good. Then it's home for lunch. Jackson is worn out by then, but still objects lustily at the prospect of a nap. He runs to a protected space behind the furniture and falls to the floor in true operatic high-drama fashion. Where do they learn that? He wails as if his leg were being cut off. We've discovered that if Papa picks him up and puts him in the crib, he objects less, and I am a hero for a few minutes. So while Jackson naps, Nana and Savannah have some quality time in the pond, and Papa listens to the silence. Now appreciated so much more since its absence. Lather, rinse, repeat for five days. The German philosopher Schopenhauer famously said, I have long held the opinion that the amount of noise that anyone can bear undisturbed stands in inverse proportion to his mental capacity and may therefore be regarded as a pretty fair measure of it. I take this as evidence that one becomes wiser with age. I remember the noise my own two children generated. I survived it for nearly 20 years. But now, gentle listener, after five days, I'm barely able to think. Each cacophonous outburst jangles my inner peace. And there's no escape. Like the cat that knows you are disturbed by her attentions, the children seek me out wherever I might hide. I do love them dearly, but I think the most perfect love is experienced from afar. So today, as they set off for home at the end of their week with Nana and Papa, it was with true happiness that I hugged them goodbye. Post-ice cream kissing being generally a messy affair. Hello, silence, my old friend. Thank you for listening.